Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Runamic. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. As usual, folks, as usual, you know how it goes. Now tell me, what do you think about what's going on today? Uh, what did the Senate do again? Oh, my God, you know what they did. They went ahead and did not pass. They're not going to support the commission. What do you think about that? Let me hear you. I, I want to hear your thoughts on the support of the commission. I really want to hear your thoughts on the support of the commission. Because I tell you what, folks, I find it interesting. I find it interesting that what we're seeing here, uh, in, in, in fact, I find it interesting that people are not a bit more fed up about this, that people are not more pissed about it. Because the truth of the matter is, this is serious. But anyhow, let's go ahead and get busy. Let me cue a few things here so that we can get this ball rolling. Let's go ahead and get this ball rolling. Run my zap. Let's see if anything shows up. Yep, we got triggered. All right, here we go. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Shocker, no C. Johnson. Welcome aboard, Norman Reynolds, plus one, two. There you go, Reynolds. Uh, C. Johnson, welcome aboard. Let's see who else we got. AVQ and Julie Van Astel. Hey, y'all, as well. She always starts out. Welcome aboard, Julie Van Astel. How are you doing today? Anyhow, Michael Rudnan says, American democracy isn't dead yet, but it's getting the Republicans in Congress are, on an, out, are an outlier. They don't uh, follow the supermajority of American public on any issues that matter, favoring obstructionism on everything. Time to vote them out. Congress is at such a partisan impasse that it cannot even agree on a commission to investigate the January 6th attack by a pro-Trump mob on its own building. Imagine that. You, they, they almost killed you, and you still don't want to know why? Actually, do you know why they don't want to know why? Because they already know why. Why is it again? Because... They know the genesis of it, and I'm going to show you with Matt Getz some of those particular issues. Michael Rodden says, Blinken warns Israel that evicting Palestinians from East Jerusalem could spark tension, conflict, and war. There is still a ceasefire going on, but Israel restarts kicking Palestinians out of their homes. If Israel restarts kicking Palestinians out of their homes, a.k.a. gentrification and ethnic cleansing, it's going to be a very long, it's going to be, the ceasefire is not going to last very long. Um, you know, the, the, the problem that I see is that Israel may start doing that because Netanyahu wants to have a reason to fight. You know, somehow they believe that if he's fighting, that somehow the next government, the next vote is going to go his way. Israelists think this will be their fifth vote trying to, an attempt to create a government into, in their parliamentary type system. Anyhow, continuing. Tennessee woman arrested for speeding through COVID-19 vaccination tent in protest, authorities say. The woman allegedly yelled, no vaccine, as she drove through the tent. I saw that. We've got some crazy people in our country. And we have those instigate the crazy people. And I think we need to hold those accountable who instigate the feeble-minded. We know how it got there. World now likely to hit watershed 1.5 degrees centigrade rise in next five years, warns UN. Curtailing the climate change acceleration curve will be that much more difficult once 1.5 C is reached. I, it, I wasn't expecting this outcome until 2026, but it's coming a year earlier. What a lot of folks don't realize is when you get the ice melting and you get the color of the sea, which is no longer the white of ice, based on based on the heat transfer, a lot of that water gets heated up and it, the acceleration to heating increases because it absorbs more ultraviolet radiation, heat in the water, and voila, our temperature goes up. Last one from Michael Rudnan. Last one's a snippet from Bernie Sanders. The American people want action, not never-ending negotiations. I'm not going to read this one because... Show today as well, Mr. Rudnan. It seems like you are right on cue with a lot of what we do here. So thank you so kindly. 
Uh, let's see who else do I need to salute. C. Johnson said, it's amazing the blatant slap in the face. Bridge MCP, FB is not playing well. Must use YouTube only. Republicans already know why January 6th happened. Egberto, can you put this on the screen? Uh, let's see. Uh, stochastic terrorism means using the language of form of communication to incite. And that also kind of covers something that I'm going to play today. But I'm going to do you. I'll put that on the screen for you, my friend. Why they didn't want an investigation is beyond me. These people were actually in the Capitol. I'm lost. They know what happened. They are responsible for the insurrection. Lawrence Sims, welcome aboard. They also know that some of them and their staff, family, friends, and neighbors may be guilty. No, sir, not may be guilty or guilty. C. Johnson says this should be a huge red flag. Uh, Michael Ren says, Egberto, no worries about skipping that last one. It's a bit long. But also, we cut, we're, act, we're not skipping it, Senor Rudnan. We are covering it. But anyhow, I want us to, let's talk about what the show is going to be about today. Matt Getz threatens the government. Linda Curtis of the League of Independent Voters speaks. She, we have a, an extensive uh, conversation that I think is worth listening to, where, whether you are in Texas or elsewhere. It's about us. How do we get – Rudnan talks about the supermajority who have – who know about the things that we want to pass. But even with this supermajority, we still have people voting against their own interests, and they're voting against their own interests because they think it's the only choice they have. They don't want to be Democrats, and they think voting Democratic means they're Democrats, so they bite their nose and they vote Republican in as much as they know what it really means. Randolph Wyke, well, Republicans care only for money. It all boils down to that. I want to expand that a little bit, please, Randolph Wyke. Republicans and neoliberals, that's all they care about. The only difference is that neoliberals have a bit more heart. But let's continue the conversation. Let's make sure that we, the people, eventually take everything over. Anyhow, Linda Curtis of the League of Independent Voters of Texas, we need a new political paradigm is what, or uh, it's pretty much the outcome of our conversation. Matt gets getting wilder as he threatens the government. And what do I mean by that? Check this out. Many Republicans don't want us calling what occurred on January 6th an insurrection. Oh, they're claiming that these were just people that are doing what they do. But you know what? We've always said that a lot of these people, while uh, I, I always want to consider them fairly innocent, they were actually pressed into actions by those in leadership. And if you doubt that, you just have to see what Matt Gates, representative from Florida, Matt Gates did yesterday. It is something that is dangerous for the mentally feeble in their particular areas. They are actually setting up for yet another insurrection. Check out what he had to say, and then let's take it on the other side. We have a Second Amendment in this country, and I think we have an obligation to use it. The Second Amendment is not about, it's not about hunting, it's not about recreation, it's not about sports. The Second Amendment is about maintaining within the citizenry the ability to maintain an armed rebellion against the government if that becomes necessary. I hope it never does. Now think about that. Oh, well, the Second Amendment wasn't created about, for creating stuff about hunting and all of that. It was created to you have a rebellion against your government if the government is not doing what you want it to do. In other words, you're saying you don't believe in the democratic, the democratic vote anymore, that you will just go ahead and act if you don't like what the government is doing in your case. Well, as it turns out, what the government is doing right now, most Americans love. Thank you very much. A few of you that's been misled don't like it, and for that, you want to bring violence into the system. Come on, guys. Get with the program. Democracy works, but we have to be all engaged. You know, the thing about it is all these guys, that's a small percentage of Americans, right? The big voice, loaded with AR-15s and all of that, big voice, but most people aren't like that. 
we have to, you know, I remember when the Tea Party was coming back there, you used to say, don't tread on me. We ta we're taking our country back. The ones who need to say we're taking our country back are those of us that are peaceful, those of us that are really democratic, those of us that are progressive because we have already proven what America say they want. We have already proven that to the core. Uh, let's see, Second Amendment scoreboard. What is that, uh, Michael Rudnan? Let me see if uh, it's something that I want to put up there. Tyranny of dogma. Uh, co-workers, student. Okay, that, that, looks, that, that shows the evil within. I think it's worth, it's worth throwing on the screen. There you go. Uh, it just shows you what we have seen thus far out of the Second Amendment. In effect, and actually it's not out of the Second Amendment. It's out of the interpretation that we've allowed of the Second Amendment. Linda Joe Kessinger, welcome aboard. Uh, welcome aboard. Anyhow, folks, let's go ahead and get started with the interview. And after the interview, we'll come back and chat a bit. So let's get busy with Linda Curtis. For additional politics, and Rana McBerto Willis, your host. Today, we are honored to have a special person. This is, while this is going to be a, an interview with a Texas theme, this is actually something that you should learn a lot about. It covers how we as citizens should interact, should engage throughout the entire country. Because unless we stand up as citizens, nothing is going to change. I'm honored to be with Linda Curtis. Linda Curtis is a co-founder of LIV. And, and by the way, you might want to know, what is LIV? The Independent League of Texas and longtime political independent. She got to Texas as the saying goes, as soon as I could in 1992. Linda has a 40-year history advocating for non-aligned independent voters. Linda is a ballot exit expert for new parties, independent candidates, and citizens' petitions in Texas. She is a leading LIV effort to, she's leading an LIV effort to bring together the tools to share with those doing citizens' petitions called homegrown petitions. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Linda, how are you doing today? I am good. I'm thrilled to be here. And thank you so much for letting me join your show. Well, look, first of all, I, I need to correct how I called your 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 um, group it's a league of independent voters of texas and yes. by the way do they have different versions of this throughout the country i imagine right yes and no okay there are liv for short is a non-profit 501c4 advocacy organization we're not a political party so you see the word independent used in nonprofit with nonprofits that may sound exa exactly the same, but they're not, but they're doing maybe some similar work. And then there are parties that use the word independent. So it gets very confusing for independent, for, uh, for anybody really, not just right. voters. Well, look, first of all, um, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is about how, for all practical purposes, how crazy Texas has become in the way we write laws, in the way we handle our environment, et cetera, et cetera. I think you really wanted to talk about the big freeze, the big squeeze. So let's go ahead and get started there because that is something that the entire country can have a taste of and actually can live vicariously through Texans' eyes. Yes, and Texas, uh, let's not forget, because we are a massive state, not just in terms of landmass, but we are a very populated state and we are hell-bent to bring the world to Texas as quickly as possible, which by the way is wreaking havoc on our energy and water issues, which is yes. what I'm going to talk about. There's also the fact that we impact on the nation's, you know, our federal officials, our, the presidency. Texas has huge impact and it's time that we move Texas along into, into the current century because we have people running the state at the state level who just don't understand that Texas is all over the place in terms of its politics. We are not a red state. We are plenty blue. And if you combine them all together and build big tent coalitions on the big issues, we are very purple. Now, I want, I want to stress uh, that. I want to uh, sort of put some emphasis on that. 
because there's a fallacy around that people tend to believe because we always have our statewide leaders read we have to remember in the ann richards day that it was really pretty much the opposite but we got caught up into a certain type of politics that brought us here and none for the better so why don't you continue uh where you're coming from okay yeah and uh it occurred to me back and after i had worked in the perot movement before that um with the progressive independent movement with lenora Falani in uh, about 2000 when the reform party imploded and went away great experiment it occurred to me that our politics was at that time already going off the the rails when rick perry put forward the trans texas corridor this was the big nafta highway right to bring in non-unionized goods from mexico up through texas up to canada uh and we all got together here in Texas from the far right to the far left and all points in between. Um, and, and we busted the corridor. It took us about five years, but that's what we did. And in that work, I realized, hey, you know what? Sometimes there are issues that, that just are too big for any political party, any one faction even within or in, in a party to handle. So we, uh, we developed the League of Independent Voters after that as a big tent coalition on the big ticket items like energy and water. I can get, go into the big freeze when you're ready, but go ahead. Yeah, well, well, let's go ahead and tell me what do you intend to, what, what are these big things that you want to accomplish? And you may want to start with uh, the fiasco that we had and how uh, your work would have impacted or should in the long run impact it. Yeah, I want to make sure that all of your uh, viewers know about BuzzFeed's dynamic release exposed two days ago they exposed that the reports of the deaths from the february yes. storm yuri we call it big, the big freeze here at liv was four to five times more than had been reported approximately 700 and they go into copious detail because they did a real investigation of this why in can i slightly curse the hell yes. Okay. Yes. Why in the hell the state of Texas didn't put together a commission to study this before they went they were they went smack dab into our legislative session which happens every 2 years for 6 months. That's how we do it in Texas. And they've put together this cobbled this cobbled together highly technically complicated piece of legislation Senate Bill 3, which is about to come out of the sausage maker because the session ends on the 31st, and they are not likely to address some of the basics, like who walked off with $50 billion in profiteering in the middle of a disaster. They should be investigated. There's probably, there should be illegality involved in these companies that walked off with all this money and put our entire affordability of our grid in uh, chaos. You, we're going to see this unfold. The Republican Party, led by the governor, is trying to push this through the session. They should have had a special session solely dedicated to this. This impacts on every single person here. And let's not forget, millions of people are sitting there staring at the possibility of freezing to death. I live in the area that was most hard. Um, that was hit most hard. I was deathly afraid. I went to a place, uh, somebody else's place who had a wood burning stove to, to be secure. This is what we're dealing with here in Texas. We, we should be, and we are becoming, if not yet, the laughing stock of the nation where oil is king, but the king needs to be toppled and got, uh, gotten under control starting in the governor's office. That is, that is so important. And I, I don't want to reiterate something that you said because it's important. We did, no, we, we did no analysis on the impact that the freeze had in Texas, which killed over 700 people, not the 100 or 200 that, that's been stated before. That is an important thing. That is more than a hur most hurricanes, major storms have affected on, uh, affected on Texas in a, in a very long time. So we, we have to make sure that people understand that. Secondly, we have to let it be known that the Texas legislature has done nothing to mitigate the problem. 
to solve the problem of what, what occurred in the first place. Thirdly, and this is where we may have some, uh, we may have to have organizations like you all get deeper into the economic system proper. Uh, while you may believe that somebody did something illegal for the, uh, uh, in the way they profited from the storm, the reality is we gave them license to do that. Yes. In other words, we as the people who have created this economy, the people who have written the regulations, we allowed what occurred, that $50 billion windfall, we allowed it. So uh, you can continue from there, but that these are, we have to go deeper than simply, uh, you know, let's go after these guys after the fact, because they will continue to win because we wrote the laws that allow them to do that. Yes. And we should be hard on ourselves because we do have the power. You know, we've got 25 million people living here in Texas last time I checked, but we don't really have the organizational tools so one of the things that we need, I believe, is a big tent coalition to bring people together who disagree on many, many things that understand that we can't survive without affordable energy and safe energy in Texas or anywhere. And we can't, we can't live without water, which also got raised during the big freeze. I want to talk about that just a, a tad here, but understand that there we're not the only tool that's needed in the tool shed, the, you know, the big tent issue oriented advocacy group like LIV, for example. I believe we need a multi-party system so that the people who are, are fighting within these parties right now have somewhere else to go. You know, when the party establishments in the Democratic and Republican parties uh, don't yield on certain issues, I believe the big tent issues, uh, there needs to be another place for, I, I, I believe strongly progressive Democrats. You know, you can keep working inside the Democratic Party, but what about a progressive party that's in place in Texas to go to, to allow people to advocate and push from the outside, not just the inside. So, if you want to comment on that, I'll, let, I'll, I'll take a breath or otherwise I want to talk about water. Yeah, I want to comment on that, first of all. And I, I think uh, having uh, there, there, there are many progressive Republicans, you don't hear about them much because uh, they are not allowed to be, that having that, trans, that, tra, that platform uh, where they can, you, that they can use. And I think organizations like yours or organizations with your tenants is a good place to really prime them. In other words, bring them into the fold before they're able to make that leap into, uh, into what they know they need to do and, and extricate themselves from the ills of their party. Yeah, I think uh, I want to mention the uh, break, the, this book by Lee Drutman, who's a Democrat, uh, and a political scientist of great uh, uh, intellect. It's called Breaking the Two-Party Doom Loop. And uh, people across the country who are thinking about independent politics are reading this and, and really uh, this is getting around town. It was published in December 2019. And he basically talks about how the Republicans and Democrats have become fully sorted, right? So you don't have that overlap where right. there, is, there is moderation, so-called. Um, that's a whole discussion. I'm not sure I agree with everything that uh, Dretman lays out, but I think he's, he's way smarter than I am. Anyway, the bottom line is when you have them fully sorted and one of them has gone off the rails, the GOP, let's face it, they have gone off the rails. The, the I want to stop you right there because I believe what you just said. They're off the rails. Why are so many rank-and-file Republicans going off the rail with them? Because it's all about no other place to go. And, you know, they're always focused on the next election. And if they're officials, that's that's the reality. I think this is going to change real soon, sooner than, than you might even uh, believe. But I'm going to leave that for the news, hopefully real soon. But I do want to say that uh, in terms of what what's happened to the GOP, uh, Abbott is going to be opposed by a right, a, a hard right. Former state senator Don Huffines, who has a boatload of money, 
-hmm. He's a big real estate guy. I don't see progressive Republicans having or centrist Republicans having a place in the GOP. They're going to have to figure out what they're going to do. But this is this is already splitting, you know, inside the parties. And I think this is going to continue. So what do we do as citizens? We I believe we need to be pushing for more competitive elections. And Drutman makes the case that if you want stability in your political system and you want coalitions to work things out in a more um, in a way that gets us quote that supports the majority of the, the populace. Right. I, I hate to use the word centrism because I think it's been it's become it's a not, don't use now. it. Please don't. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't want it. So on the big freeze, I mean, on the big squeeze, this is the water issue that that LIV really actually uh, was one of our founding issues back in 2013. I live in an area between Houston and Austin, Texas. It's a little place called Bastrop, Texas. Of course, uh, I know it well. I, I ride the bike out there. Oh, good. Uh, we love our pine trees. And let me tell you, uh, growth is coming here, being pushed out from Austin mm-hmm. because Austin uh, back in 2000 for a long time, but it really went off the rails in Austin when the real estate lobby took control of the council to to press pe- uh, met, uh, pedal to metal on getting people to move to Austin as quickly as possible from around the country, because isn't it great well, it's not great if your infrastructure can't keep up, which right. we can't. And who pays, right? Who's paying right. for that infrastructure? And Texas has terrible laws that allow for offloading of those costs onto the Us. current residents to pay for the people who are not here yet. Right. So what we have now is water, groundwater underneath us being moved to the I-35 corridor to fuel growth and to subsidize growth. And let me tell you, when you create a disaster on an aquifer, it ain't fixable. Not right. like the grid. Well, you we know what has it. been happening to the Edwards aquifer right there under Austin, and now they're wanting to go across the mountain to the next. They're, they're, they're taking from an aquifer out here that does not recharge worth, you know, in any anybody's lifetime. Right. Edwards is at risk because... We're piping this water down through the Vista Ridge project to the San Antonio area so developers can make San Antonio ratepayers pay for development in the hill country Right. with this Vista Ridge water. It's totally insane. And it's so unfair. What really pisses me off is that San Antonio is the poorest municipality metro area in the United States. A lot of yes. people don't know this. Yeah. And they, they are, they were deemed the most economically segregated metro area in the United States about two years ago. As big as they are. And the, and the Democratic officials that run pr- pretty much the city of San Antonio, they're, they're t- very tight with the developer machine. You know, they, that, that whole thing needs to be busted. One party rule in these big municipalities and some of them have become very problematic from the standpoint. I, I think there, when, you, when, when we spoke or, or when, when we communicated by email, that is something important that you said. And I, I, I want to let people understand this. First of all, uh, progressive is one thing. Democrat or Republican is something else. And what you've actually shown is that um, if you take a look at the big municipalities here in Texas, they are, in fact, controlled by Democrats and many a times uh, they do some of the same bad things for their own people when it comes to water, when it comes to uh, what areas of town get the bad industry, et cetera. So uh, point taken, I think you should expand on that. Well, you know, anytime a municipality tries to stand up for itself for in the right way, and it happens on a regular basis, like the Denton frack ban measure they passed uh, maybe we, four or five years ago. We decided to go from local rule to state rule, even though the party claimed they believed in local yeah. rule. Exactly. This, this Denton is very Republican. Yes, I and, know. And right, they say, listen, we, we would prefer not to have a frack facility 200 feet from my back door. So they the city uh, got together and put together a reasonable setback rule. They passed it via the citizens measure which we have the right to do here in Texas in all mm-hmm. rural cities, cities of over 5,000 population with city charter. 
and the legislature couldn't wait to pass a bill to take to to overturn the frack ban and say no municipality can do these these setbacks they couldn't even wait for a court case if it was if it was unconstitutional which the oil and gas lobby claimed they couldn't wait for a court case which is where measures that get passed get dealt with if it's there's really a problem so the whole thing is very sickening to me uh, and there's no way to bust this without a broader movement where we we get people the tools that they need to challenge these things outside the big party organizations. That's all I can figure anyway. Well, actually, that is that is important because, as you said, Denton was a Republican area who passed laws against the oil industry and the Republican state uh, government decided to override them. And here in Houston, we have Lena Hidalgo, who, who found a way, Lena Hidalgo and her and other, uh, other good progressive Democrats in this area, they found a way to make voting more accessible. And the state now in HB, I think HB 6, is trying to clamp down on that. So what you're saying makes a whole lot of sense. And throughout the country, this is a reality. In all these bills that are being passed against voting and other issues, we have to start realizing that a lot of times it's not just only Republicans doing the wrong thing, but but others acquiescing for, on a power grab. Yeah, and it's really it's really the lobbies. You know, the lobbies yeah. run the show. The, the the reality is, don't though. I'm very critical of the governor at this point. Uh, it's really he's he's towing the line for the oil and gas lobby, which is way bigger than Greg Abbott. Right. You know, I'm not sure how long that's going to last. Mother Nature rules. These guys don't get this. Well, they, I never mean, do. they, they get <laughs> look, what they get is this. They get that they can get wealthy before uh, the you know what hits the fan. And by the time that stuff hits the fan, they're old, wealthy and gone. But look, we're coming uh, within 20 minutes of this stuff. And I want to tell you something. You said in the note that you sent to me, this is important because I think this is, a, this is a core of what I wanted to get out of you and actually why I really wanted to talk to you. You said, stifling independent voters instead of embracing us, working with us, and yes, disagreeing with us in order to build consensus is critically important leading, uh, leading up to 2022 election and for small d democracy you sent me a long piece of that when you when we spoke about this interview that is the core of everything that you have said so what i'd like you to do is speak on that speak on why we all need to get together and how do we make sure we have a progressive 2022 that will do good for every texan every u.s citizen this is where the I worked in the Perot movement back in um, uh, from 93 or 4 to 2000 and uh, worked with the so-called militant moderates that were backing Perot and some of the right uh, wing people who came into the party. There was Jesse Ventura. It was a wild scene. But one of the things I, I really, um, and we had many disagreements that we never worked out, which is why the party, I think, went away. But one of the things that we did uh, talk a lot about, and I think is really operative today, back then, that was a long time ago, we realized that this, the left center right paradigm is becoming, had started to kind of come unglued and that the dynamic in American politics was becoming more and more the top versus down. The few people at the top, you know, we see way more of this, way more of this now with income inequality and the rest of us at the, the bottom. And to the extent that the parties keep us divided and not looking at the, the economic imperatives of a changing political dynamic, we will be left by the wayside. These are very challenging times brought on by you know, the convergence of mother nature, I believe, climate change, if you wanna call it climate change, and changing economics that no one really truly understands. We've got to figure out how to roll with the punches. And the only thing that I know how to do in rolling with the punches is building cross-partisan coalitions where people are talking to each other, not yelling at each other. 
though we might on occasion, but we're, we're coming from the vantage point that we have to solve problems. The parties, including the Democrats, really are stuck in a time warp defining progressive as in certain ways that just don't get you that cross-partisanship that you need to have real dialogue and problem solving. That said, there has to be a difference between that and splitting the baby, you know, which goes on in compromise, where you, you get nothing really because it's it's it just turns to the crap. I don't know if I'm making sense, but these are the things that we talk about every day. How do we do this in, in that changing environment, both uh, geo, geophysically and in, in terms of politics and in terms of economics? And who's driving the train here? Mother nature and economics, probably. Not us. Well, Linda, first of all, before we end, uh, no, you made a hell of a lot of sense, first of all. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on, because as progressive as I am, the most important statement you've just made is that we all have to come together. We're not going to agree on all things, but we have to talk to each other. And it's not about compromising. It's about getting what's best for us all. I wrote a book called, uh, as I see it, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, because I do realize that we must have a dialogue. And uh, we also have to come to the conclusion that most people are good a lot of what we think comes from externalities it's the puppeteers that are running us if we can get together and say what we want we can mitigate that and that is what i'm all for look linda curtis uh thank you so kindly uh board member of league of independent voters of texas and founder co-founder thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. This is great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. I hope you enjoyed that and you take, uh, take heed to that. Notice, please click that join button on the top. If you click that join button on the top of YouTube right now, anybody who joins now, I'm going to throw your little thing on the screen here to say thank you. And of course, Breeze MCP is going to do it as well anyhow folks please remember this please remember this if you take a look at uh we also have some cups i forgot to tell you that we also have some cups that you can get and where can you get those those of you whether you're in the the pdr posse or not you can go ahead and get those cups and where do you get those cups i just put the link in there if you are on youtube live or rather, if you are on Facebook Live, Twitch, Periscope, or whatever, and you don't see that sign to join our PDR Posse, to join our YouTube team, just go ahead and click on politics, this link here, politicsunright.com slash YouTube, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can become a patron. We need a, we need a thousand patron subscribers and a thousand YouTube subscribers. So either one is fine. Please consider joining us via politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. And of course, we take PayPal, politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. If you feel so kind to either give us a one-time donation or become a, 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 a monthly donor, whichever one you prefer, help keep the message going. For those of you who know we have several books, uh, it's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. Why would you want that? When we make change, when we make change, we have to make a change that most buy into. And that means not only Democrats, not only Republicans, not even not only progressives, we have to come up with a coalition and that requires communication. I talk a lot about that in how to uh, it's worth it, how to talk to your right wing relatives, friends and neighbors. 
The other book that I have is also called, or it's called, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. In that one, I explain how economies work and all that sort of thing. It's a companion book. It's a good book as well. And how to turn, how to make America utopia. That's my latest book. That book is, the idea behind that book is, it, for, it, it tells you about what's going on. And it tells you about the things that, how would we structure things to make it a better world. And it's coming along with a piece of my website, politicsandright.com slash PDRPassi, where I'm just building it. So if you go there and you just see a little link here and there, it's because I'm building it. But it's where we're going to want to have a conversation because it's not about how do I make America utopia, how do you make America utopia. It's about how do we make America utopia. And by utopia, we mean by having the things that we want. You can get all my books at politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. I urge you to, everything that you purchase from us, you help me keep this going. You help me finding folks to tell the truth. You help me bring inspiring people, both known politicians or people that are not well-known. That is what this platform is for, to give everybody the opportunity to tell their story. Everybody the opportunity to give us advice. Everybody the opportunity to give us the kudos necessary to move on and go on forward. Let me get to you guys and see what you've been talking about while we were doing our thing. Uh, let's see who's, who's come in since. I'm scrolling up, so bear with me. We've got a lot of new messages in. Uh, para ver dónde estamos, dónde estamos. The Second Amendment does not... Oh, I think I still need to go up top further. Eh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Okay, here we go again with the inciting interaction as if they didn't learn from January 6th. Amazing, isn't it? The Second Amendment does not say that. According to Bridge MCP, the government will use a U.S. as the militia for them. You know something? I mean, these guys will twist anything. I think I put that. What was that that you wanted on the screen? I, I did that one for you already, Michael Rodney. Linda. Joe Kessinger, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP says, hey, Linda Joe. Randolph Wilkins says, a well-regulated militia. They never want to mention the first clause. No, they never want to. Carl Cox. Carl Cox says, my sound and audio is back on my computer so I can watch, listen to your program again in Georgia, like Texas and a lot of other states have a lot of corrupt politicians and ignorant voters supporters. Welcome aboard, Carl Cox, for coming back. League refuses to help perpetrate a fraud. League of Women Voters used to run our debates ever since they stopped where political debates have turned into, you know what? Bridge MCP, I think most states have ignorant voters. Pretty much many voters are ignorant. That's sad, unfortunately, many times true. Carl Foster says, Texans are more worried about Californian influx than they are about the migrant influx. In other words, I think you're saying they are more concerned about Texas, a, a purple Texas turning completely blue. And they should be worried because I am telling you that many people that believe they're Republicans, many people that believe they're conservatives, they're starting to realize that the policies that they need, the policies that will support them and their own per, their personal economies are not Republican in general. They're noticing that, and that's the big issue. Michael Rodden says, I wish we could break the two-party duopoly. Me too. We need several parties, and if we got several parties where people had to really negotiate among not just two parties, but among a whole lot of parties, it'll be better, and we'll get better policy. We would get better policy because we would really have to fight for what is right. Uh, let's see, Michael Rodden says, the American people typical poll the high 40% as independents, getting the 50% majority, it's so close I can feel it. Yes, you can feel it. But we have to break the backs of the duopoly, as you said before, sir. Carl Cox, Republicans want to stop insurrection hearings because it shows the Republicans approved it at best, help plan it at worst. They don't believe in a democracy of government. Carl Cox also said America needs a third major party, a true progressive party. I agree. Michael Rundin, Republicans have been off the rails since 2010 and have been getting worse ever since. The Tea Party invasion screwed our nation. But, uh, you know, there's another factor here. The factor is a factor of ignorance, promoting ignorance, right? The fact that we can believe in QAnon, 
the fact that we can believe that uh, you're seeing a lot of dead people from a virus, but it's not all that bad. It's something else. I mean, uh, we are teaching people to be comfortable with their ignorance. And after they've become comfortable with their ignorance, they've actually promoted. They, we're, we're reaching a point where people are actually promoting ignorance as if ignorance is a virtue. And that's a problem. You try, to, you, you, you try to be intelligent and you're trying to be, oh, who do you think you are trying to be smart? Leave, the, leave us in our ignorance. We are happy to be ignorant. We're happy to be ignorant so that the plutocrats can take us to the cleaners, right? We have to get, we have to make education vogue again. We have to make civics vogue again. We have to make engagement Vogue again. We have to break the tribalism that America is becoming. We don't need any more tribes. We've outgrown tribes. Eventually, we'll even outgrow countries. You know, I mean, we, all these things need to be gone in the long run. All right, AVQ one one out of two. America needs four parties. One of them left including progressives, Greens, Democratic Socialists, another for establishment, neoliberal Democrats, and, and another for establishment, corporate conservatives, and the last for the deranged... <laughs> why do we need the... Why would you include the last one, AVQ? Come on now. Julie Henderson, welcome aboard. GOP is repeating the Civil War. E2247, pause please to reflect on this essay, The Meaning of Memorial Day by George Friedman, founder of Geopolitical... Uh, let's see what the, the, the meaning of Memorial Day. It's a long article. Uh, the link is in there for you to see, courtesy of our brother, E2247. Michael Rudnan said, who pays? Right now, it's the middle class and poor, but it should be the rich and the mega corporations. We need to shift the tax burden. Of course we do. Bruce Pollard is finally with us. Bruce, you are late, my brother. Better late than never, he says. See, Johnson, California should have water restrictions in place right now. The whole state, but instead they are building more lawns. I don't know about that, but also uh, Northern California, I believe, is pretty darn wet, generally speaking. I'm not sure right now how it goes, but I know California is like two different states, right? The dry part and the wet part. Uh, how many, how, from Rudnan, how many, much longer do we have? 15 years by 2035, the Amazon becomes a carbon emitter. And the Arctic uh, Ocean goes ice-free. Both will create runaway feedback loops. And global warming accelerates out of human control. Unfortunately, uh, those... I hate to hear that. Unfortunately, it seems from the models that that is where we're heading. Until the gulli Carl Cox, until the gullibility greedy voters, uh, public start voting for the... <laughs> Wait, this is funny. Until the gullible, greedy voters, public, start, stop voting for the greedy, lying, corrupt politicians, things will continue to get worse to many ignorant, corrupt judges. Not all, but a great many. Here's it. That's what I do what I do, right? Because we can stop it. The thing about it is too many people just throw their hands up in the air and they say, ah, people are just stupid. They're not going to do it at all. Or we, they're not going to listen to what we have to say. I want folks to feel more empowered than that. One at a time. And then geometric progression. If I ask each one of you to share what we do here, not only our videos, not only our program, but our blogs that you see both in the blogs that we do at EgbertoWillis.com and Politics Done Right. And I, I re, I'm serious about this. Too many people just sit back and say we can't do anything. Now, if every single one of you, you know, I, I get on average, on, on an average day, the amount of folks that are going to watch the YouTube, or rather the, the Facebook live video is going to be over 1,000. The amount of folks that are going to watch YouTube permutate, perme permeated, it's going to be several hundred. Uh, depending on the other day, we had like 10,000 on one particular one. The amount of folks that are going to listen on podcasts, I can't even count those. So we have this one program is going to apply on several platforms. If when you listen to this program on whatever platform you listen to it, you share it to five people, whether it be a Facebook, YouTube message, 
or email or whatever. Send a link to it or whatever. If each of you did five, and ask those that you've sent it to, to do five, and ask them that they should repeat the same thing as well. We could get our message across just as effectively as the mainstream media. But what happens many times to us is that we, we're finished, we're, we're entertained, we're learned, and we don't continue the process. Like, let me give an example. I, I come out here every day. It doesn't matter if somebody tries to depress me or somebody tries to say, what the hell are you doing or whatever. It's always moving forward. Sometimes somebody pushes you back, but the the trend the trend the the transition not transition, but the trajectory is always moving forward. If we are to win, we are going to have to have more people thinking that way. I am going to do the little bit that I can. I don't have to do big things. I can, this program politics done right. The domain that, I'm, that I have here with politics done right, the PDR posse, and all these things, that makes a difference. That may, oh my great uh, Scott Inman, thank you so kindly for your super chat. Let me go ahead and grab that real quick because I want, ev- I like to recognize everybody that's a part of this team because you are, you are, and you are. Um, anyhow, folks, it is important, right, that we can, and to know that we can all, and I'm sure that British MCP going to say, hey, thank you, guy. Look, uh, we, we have to show. We have to be ourselves and show that we are going to be the ones that are going to make a difference one at a time, two at a time. That is how it happens. I don't ever want people to start feeling disillusioned. We can't make a difference. You know, if we couldn't make a difference, I'll tell you the truth, I would not be in the United States of America. I'm telling you. I would not, if I didn't think we could make a difference, I would not be in the United States of America. What I learned back home in Panama, everybody looked up to the United States. Anyhow, uh, thank you so kindly, Scott. In men for being uh, uh, for providing us with a good super chat. AVQ C Johnsons, are you expecting earthquakes due to glacier melt? That could actually happen. Uh, Yvette Avery Herod, thank you for being here, my friend. Our union, our, our union expert, our union activist. Uh, Bridge MCP, if people uh, knew what their reps voted on, or worse, didn't get the benefits they didn't get from their reps, they might open their eyes. I agree with you so I so much. And that's why we talk about that as well. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Let's see who else we got here. Bear with me. Let me... Come on, Egberto. We got to do that. Okay, Bridge MCP, thank you for having her. Of course, of course. Like I always tell you guys, this is your show. Uh, change in weight distribution. Water moves towards the equator. Yeah, it will create earthquakes for sure. For sure, because there will be some imbalances. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Tom C. says, Matt Gates will have blood on his hands if there's an armed insurrection against the government or, or tech companies, impeachment and or indictment for inciting violence. I think they can start doing that right now. I don't understand how Gates and management are being allowed to, to spread the hate and violence rhetoric after the insurrection. We won't be so lucky the next time, I agree. Jessica Taylor, you're late, but welcome aboard and love having you here as well. Uh, Michael Rodney says, if you, split, uh, if you split the Democratic Party but don't split the Republican Party, then Republicans increase power. That's very true. Eric Hayes, how about just uh, get along as every freaking thing has gotten political? Uh, everything is political. There, there's nothing wrong with politics. Politics is how we get things done. There's nothing wrong with politics. Please remember that. There's nothing done with po- wrong with politics. Uh, Michael Rennett, Egberto, I limit my shares to one every two hours as I don't want to flood my friends' feeds. I share your live stream every day. I occasionally share your other stuff. It rarely sees more than five, but I'm not stopping. Thank you so kindly. Uh, as long as other people share, it's fine. Because if you get five and a hundred other people get five, and you know, uh, if you take a look at, if you go to, I don't know if you guys see the counts on my, on my page, but what I can do is I can show you the kind of counts that we have 
here on, on, on different things here. But I mean, if you, if you take a look at, um, let me go to the YouTube. You'll see like, I think I did one of my, my things, I just got something like 20,000 hits. Uh, para ver, para ver, donde esta, donde esta, donde esta. Um, I mean, it, it all depends on the subject that you're covering, right? But let, let me give an example here. The one that we did with uh, Jen Psaki, 9,491 hits. Jen Psaki, when she, uh, she, she, she corrected the reporter for Paritin, 19,744. Uh, the other one we had with, uh, with Ducey, the when we made the comment on Ducey and we had a new narrative on that, 25,997. So what I'm trying to say is if a lot of different people do their part and share, whoever is listening to us, do their little part and share, the aggregate adds up quickly. And that many more people see our stuff. Egberto, you should start all shows, videos with the please become a patron for X amount. You know why I don't do that, Breach? I, I don't want people to... <sighs> I, want, I, I need people to subscribe but I don't want people to believe that the, the purpose of this show is solely for subscription. I need subscription so we can survive. But, I, but if I start the show that way, a lot of, uh, to some, not to you because you've been with us for a long time and you understand what we do. But to some, if that is their entry into watching politics done right, it's a turnoff for many. And they'll skate before they even get a chance to see what we're all about. And that's the reason I haven't done that. But thank you for the suggestion. Robert P. Davenport. More parties in this country right now simply dilutes the vote and opens the door for Republican-supported apartheid minority control. That is what AVQ was just talking about, uh, Robert. Uh, Scott Inman, love this. Bridge MCP, great Scott Inman. Thank you. It's a great show. Thank you guys so kindly. Uh, let me see. Hi Coop says, love me some Egberto Live, even if bell notifications fall on YouTube for any progressive show. I know they it's it almost seems sometimes intentional. Like I don't have any proof, but it sometimes seems intentional. Uh para ver quién más está aquí. Uh, Eric Hayes says politics equal the good old boy system with entitlement programs and special interests that don't favor the voters. Not true, not true, not true. But we Eric, we still need to go get some coffee. When I get back from D.C., we're going to go get some coffee for sure I, as soon as I get a few more things under control. I'm working on, 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 a, on a website for uh, the Alianza Latina Internacional, and when I'm done with that website, I will be able to uh, do a little bit more stuff. E2247 Future, Direction of Hispanic Theology with Michelle Gonzalez Maldonado, Peter Casella, uh, Horacio Vela, Incarnate Word, Free Zoom. Thank you for the information. Robert P., license me to broadcast your shows live on Roku channel throughout U.S. and Canada. Uh, contact me directly. Uh, let me uh, Contact me directly. We'll talk about that um, uh, for your Roku stuff. So, send, Robert, go ahead and um, let's, let's talk. I'd love to talk to you about that on your channel. So, um, drop me a line at, at uh, info at politicsunright.com. Info at politicsunright.com. Let me put that in there. Contact me. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll politics done right. And we'll talk. Eric Hayes, remember those who served and protecting. Oh, we are after 4 o'clock. Great idea, Robert P. Davenport. Anyway, people, you know I love you all. My, I love my right-wingers. I love my left-wingers. I love my centrists, I love my Republicans, I love my Democrats, I love everybody because I have to and because it's just who we are. We need to learn to love each other. If you love somebody, you can't want to hurt them. So that's the name of the game. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this baby. I am, Wait, I need to do my last spill. Please, folks, remember, support us on Patreon. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Support us on PayPal, or, or alternatively, support us at PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. And, of course, you can get uh, become a part of our PDR Posse by supporting us on YouTube. Politicsandright.com slash YouTube. And get our books at Politicsandright.com slash books. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. 
And I am what again? I am out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.